Here is the situation, folks. We are living in the golden age of television. There are so many great quality TV shows out there, but not nearly enough hours in the day to watch them. It's one of the greatest dilemmas of our time. So we thought, why not help everyone out by talking about what we're watching and some of the best stuff we've seen this past year, hopefully to make your entertainment decision process that much easier. Because this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends, Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Ellie Chinetta. And it's time to grab your TV guide booklet, get that highlighter out, get it over to highlight some timetables because we're going to talk about some shows. Please, uh, please enjoy. Uh, who wants to start with their week? Do you want me to, want I me to start? I was going to ask you. Okay. Elliot, how was your week? My week has been good. We started this thing where I'm going to start reading to Elise every night. Um, <laughs> before bed. Before bed. That's pretty cute. And um, it's played directly into my fear of reading out loud mm. and realizing that I sound like a fucking second grader when I read a book out loud. <laughs> what book are you reading? We started with Elton John Me, but I don't know if that's really the bedtime book. It was really boring. <laughs> it's really boring. That's like, what's happening? That's the first so page. cute. You guys are good. <laughs> that's the nicest thing I've ever heard in my whole well, life. It's, it's <laughs> started a, as a joke. <laughs> I mean, it started as a joke, but then I was like, nope, we're doing it. But actually, I love this. Being read aloud to is like the best thing in the whole <laughs> But it's, you know, it, it forces Elise to not look at TikTok before bed and it forces me to practice reading out loud. It sounds like a win-win for everyone involved. Last, and it's like so nice to go to sleep that way. Last night though, it was like you were trying to figure out how to pronounce Ura. I was just Oorah. staring at the ceiling. What's waiting. Oora? I don't know. It's just some word. He, but he's like, Oora. And, and you're like, I was like, and I was like, Urar, Urar, ah, Urar. You have to commit to pronunciation and just move forward. Yeah. And then I was just like, and it's just me. Quickly, no one wants to hear you sound me, out words. It's me quickly getting mad at myself of hearing myself out loud, <laughs> being like, I sound so fucking stupid. I really don't. But it was, it was a very, it didn't go the way I thought it would. And then we were like, let's just pick a different book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you should go for like a children's book. We're we're like gonna go read for, like, um, Roald Dahl. We're trying. Um, <laughs> I suggested where the sidewalk ends. <laughs> oh, perfect. We're gonna Poetry. do. Um, we're gonna try the best of David Sedaris, just because they're like kind of short stories and stuff That's like that. That's a great call. So just do that. So like there'll be a clear end to the torture. But a bigger, more important part of my week is <laughs> I've, I've resumed. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but my my quest to find the perfect pair of pants. And I have been, it feels like years, trying to find the perfect pair of pants that fit. And the Bay Days just came around. I spent a good afternoon. It was actually the morning. It was during a work day. Sarah Gordon went to Bay Days as I well. I know. I talked to her about it. <laughs> I was we, like, we went together. I said, I'm, I'm also heading there very, very soon. Um, but the Bay... As great sometimes the deals are, is it a nice store to walk through? No, it's terrible. No. It is horribly laid out. You can't find anything. And I find that the people that do work there could not care less whether you live or die. Um, anyway, so- <laughs> Do you ever find like when you're in the changing rooms, it's as if to, you're, you're like in the 70s and you've just been forgotten in time and mm -hmm. there's no one around you. There's no salespeople. You haven't seen another person for like an hour and you're like, am I in the same- universe is everyone else right now but it's weird because you walk into the change room mm -hmm. there's somebody there and whenever you leave the person's gone Empty. and then i go around do a loop grab some more stuff the girl's back in there i was like okay well i'm i'm ready to try on a few more things and then i'm in there for like five seconds trying something on coming out she's gone because you know what a, a person is there to do is to bring you alternate sizes or more choices like that's the origin of the changing room person yeah but I feel so like you don't have to put your clothes on and go get more. They should have someone who's just dedicated to staying by the waiting, the the fitting room to kind of usher people in and stuff. But she seemed to also be working the floor and doing whatever she wanted. So it was kind of a mixture of all sorts. <laughs> she of was juggling a lot. Anyway, it was I couldn't tell you how many pairs of pants I tried on just to try and find a I'm I've told this to Elise many a time now that I'm kind of out of the slim fit pants mm -hmm, mm -hmm. era of my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I need a bit more, more breathing room. I need to be able to move. I work with wood now, actually, if you didn't know. So mm -hmm. I need the, I need the mobility. You need some carpenter's pants. Um, but 
Every, are these the pants? No, no. these are oh. a pair of pants that I bought that are a little bit looser that I did enjoy. But you have um, a lot of good pairs of pants, so. But it's just I want to have the kind of the black uh, Calvin Klein underwear mentality of a pair of pants, where I know exactly I buy this one whenever the other ones have been worn out, and I can rely on that being my my pants. That is very much Greg Latimer's aesthetic. Yeah, he has his shirt. His long sleeve shirt, his pants, they're all from Frank and Oak, and he can just Ooh, Frank and Oak. Twice a twice a year he re-ups. Mm-hmm. Greg Latimer is a young man. He's playing a young man's game. Sure. You stockpile your closet with with those kind of, you know, tried and true items. And then you pop the little flares of like, I found this here. Oh, I went thrift shopping and I got this thing. You don't you don't bust them out all the time. They're kind of just like the window dressing. It's the icing on the cake. But the you know the yeah. dry, brittle piece of the cake that you actually is your foundation is the the pants that you what wear. Kind of cakes you're making. That's called a capsule wardrobe. Yeah. You sound like a you sound like a YouTube girl. She's a company a YouTube that, channel that does that. Oh, they I make no idea. capsules of like you get like seven items that you mix and match and they are yeah. the staple of your wardrobe anyway, and you don't have anything else. If anyone has a recommendation for a great pair of because then even I find when I buy straight pants, it just looks like I'm wearing bell bottoms where mm. like it's tight around my thigh and then it's just I have, I guess, very thin ankles and it just looks like a big <laughs> sweeping out thing very dainty ankles and i was even talking to the levi's guys like this kind of pant i'm wearing now and like these are the ones i don't want to wear he's like well the ones that you're wearing now should be really loose on you i'm like well they're not sir i don't (laughs) know if you're fat shaming me or whatever it is that we're talking about these should be much looser oh those should be you should be swimming in those (laughs) yeah it should just be an excess of fabric in the sneak peek put a picture of your legs yeah, just your legs, no pants. In pants? <laughs> no. In pants is what no, I was pantsless. thinking. Pantsless. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. The, I don't know why anyone buys low-cut jeans where it just feels like half my pubes are hanging out. <laughs> Do they even offer that for men? The one pair of pants was just like two inches of like above my butt crack. I was like, who wears these pants? <laughs> That's every girl ever. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Um, You'll yeah, get you used to the... The low rise feeling. Yeah, yeah, your hip bones protruding out of your jeans. I guess so. Just get a belt. That's been a very pivotal part of my week. <laughs> belt. Not to uh, get too inside baseball of when we're recording this, but Halloween has passed recently. And Halloween night, uh, Elise and I uh, decided to watch a scary movie to get into the uh, mm. spooky mentality. Started off by watching uh, White Lotus. We'll get into that later. But um, I thought, let's watch that scary movie that we've been seeing on Disney+. And we watched a scary movie called The Barbarian. Was it just called Barbarian or The Barbarian? It's just called Barbarian. Barbarian. It's called and, Me and the Barbarians. And um, have you heard anything about this movie? No. Um, neither had I, but I just heard that it was good. And I heard that you go into it not knowing anything. You know where I heard it was good? TikTok. Oh, just yeah. Saying. Oh, yeah, I, ha- I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard if it's good or bad. Um, would you recommend it? I would recommend it. It is good. Mm-hmm. Are you about to tell me I'm a t- I'm not more gonna about spoil it? No anything, spoilers. But, no spoilers. Um, to give you like the most top level description of what it's about, it's this girl shows up to her Airbnb. It's the middle of the night. It's a Detroit. You um, love Detroit. You love I, Detroit. I was going to say I'm already all in. And she goes to get the key and someone's already staying in the Airbnb. And it's just like, oh, but I booked it. Oh, but I booked it. And then chaos ensues, right? It goes crazy from there. I saw a very similar movie starring Katie Holmes. No. Uh, during the film during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Katie wow. Holmes was nowhere near She's this She's not film. in it. But Bill Skarsgård is in it. And he does a great Bill job. Bill Skarsgård is in it. I can't remember the actress's name. It's Georgina something. something. Very good in the movie. And Justin, Justin Long. Long. Does she fall in love with the guy who's staying at her Airbnb? Can't tell you. Because that is the plot of the Katie Holmes movie you I have, recently saw. You have to, to see watch it. and okay. find out. It takes a, it's just so good. And it like, I, I really, I guess we don't watch a lot of horror movies together, but no. I, I do really love watching a horror movie with you because we both are just so scared because <laughs> we don't watch horror movies a lot. And I, <laughs> I've gone to the point now where I'm tired of pretending that I don't get scared of stuff. I get scared. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, uh, as soon as, <laughs> It's still a man. As soon as it transitions into, oh, it's spooky time. The lights are out. Hands up by the yeah, ears. Elliot's so Ready funny. to plug my ears. We're like watching it. We have all the blinds down, like all the lights man. off. And Elliot's sitting with his hands over his ears. And I'm sitting there with like the blanket over my mouth. And we're both just looking at them. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then the scary thing happens. We go, ah! 
and then we keep watching the movie and then we laugh it up we go that was so silly you guys are living the cutest life i've ever heard <laughs> that was so silly and then like should we go to bed and read to <laughs> yeah, each other he went to bed and he read elton john to me <laughs> oh my god it's but then so, every cool. time, it was, so cute it was raining last night so, and like the way that the rain hits our ac unit in the window it kind of rattles it and we were both it like, doesn't kind of rattle it <laughs> It sounds like this. Oh. In the middle of the night, just goes. Yeah, it sounds like someone's tapping on our window. It's really upsetting. And Elliot was like, Bubba. It's like, oh my God. Uh, but I highly recommend. It was like, in. there's some funny moments, which I think made it actually like possible yeah. for me to watch it and not just freak out, but it was very scary. There are... Would you rewatch it? Yeah. Is it too scary for me to watch alone? No. No. But... It has a good amount of the relieving of like, it being a funny section, it being kind of a more dramatic section to kind of break up the horror parts of it. Okay. And then, you know, toward the end, it becomes a little bit less scary. But yeah, I would I would love if you watched it and then brought your thoughts, even if we record next week and just to mm-hmm. see what you thought about it. I can bring it. my thoughts. I love Yay. that. Watch it in a dark room yeah. like with all the lights do, off. Do the traditional horror thing. You can't watch it with the lights can on. Can you guys come and watch it with me? Come watch it at our house. I don't I understand how anything can be scary on your like two like yeah. your two inch screen that you watch everything <laughs> your, on. Like, living room TV that's like not even properly like color graded. It's just an <laughs> iPhone in landscape mode. <laughs> Everything on your TV is like slightly orange. Maybe my and mom saturated. will babysit it's my dog. Sepia tone. There's someone behind it cranking <laughs> it on. It just with my TV as it is, it like it strains my eyes because <laughs> it's so small, so far and so far away. Right? <laughs> Who is is that? Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, cool. But yes, that was. Oh, is that uh, the trailer that just says the new Justin Long movie? Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to explain it oh. to Elise. I was like, "Oh, this is that Justin Long movie." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> that I d- I've never just seen that. dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what was in the trailer though. So yeah, it's that movie. Great, right? Because it you doesn't start as a horror movie and then it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're it's big big thumbs up. There's worth some the, scary theme worth, in it though. Worth the uh, recommendation for me. Right. Um, Kate, how was your week? My week has been stressful. I'm still fostering a dog. I'm still the person who can only talk about the dog. I'm still the person who has a dog sitting, shoved its butt on my feet and can't be too. It's just, it's near me at at all (laughs) times. He can hear you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, he's, he's pretty cute. He's, he's developed this habit now. He is my significant other, I guess at this point where when we go to bed, you guys are very cute. Um, but he, he puts his head on the pillow next to me and then he just snuffles his little nose into my neck until he falls asleep and he can't really breathe. So he just (laughs) goes and like, he has like sleep apnea, but it's just, it's just like blockage because his nose is shoved into my neck so far. So he's, he's super cute. And I do really sweet. It's like, we're getting pretty attached. So if someone wants a foster dog, I need, I need him to go quickly because it's going to be devastating. Um, but he is in all other aspects ruining my life. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just like, I can't think about work. I, I can't like you guys came over on Halloween for like a pre-party um, and I couldn't focus. I couldn't like have fun. Um, I didn't go out with you to the next party because I was like, who's going to stay with Billy? I just like I feel like a new mother. And someone was telling me that they were talking to someone who would who'd like both had children and had a new puppy. And they're like, having a new puppy is harder. And I was I mean, I'm sure that's not actually true, but it was just very comforting to hear it because I'm just I, I still feel in so far over my head, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm trying to say. And, um, I don't know. I just like, I like, I like having him around a lot of the time, but he like chewed Maggie's shoe, Mm. um, which it turns out she was throwing up, but I like, (laughs) (laughs) I had a full like mental breakdown. I was just alone on Sunday. Um, and I just like sat down in the middle of the hall and cried and was like, what am I doing with my life? So it's been, I'm like having a very, rough time <laughs> i'm sorry um i feel like i really pushed pushed you into this no i don't think this was a uh a life decision that anyone else had that much to do with other than me so um i just i feel 
No, I mean, it's not regret because I'm like growing every day. And I like I do feel like I can handle more responsibility now than I ever could before. Like I'm just used to having to worry about someone else or something else all the time. That's like become second nature to me. But I just miss my life from before. So I don't like I the fact that my week is still talking about a stupid dog like he's not he's actually really smart he's so smart he's learning <laughs> tricks he likes to go on walks we go he was on a two and a half hour walk this morning he's got wicked farts I mean he's such a good boy but I just I'm just I also like you know how you hear about parents who are just worried that they're fucking up their kids mm-hmm because they don't know what to do. I was like, that's me. I'm just, I'm fucking up this dog because I don't know what to do. But the difference is, is there classes I could be taking? Like, I just don't know how much time to put into like training him, training myself. Like, I think I've successfully uncrate trained him. The Mm -hmm. last time I put him in a crate was on Wednesday. We had people over for dinner and we crated him for dinner. And I guess um, I had like jeans in my dresser drawer and he somehow like scooted his crate next to the dresser drawer, grabbed the jeans through the the um, metal grate and then just proceeded to rip them up. Oh, Speaking so of sorry. your perfect jeans, he ripped up my perfect jeans. Oh, and then he he's just he's like a little um, he's just he's got a lot of emotions and like mm-hmm. doesn't know how to express them. So anyway, do I have anything else to say? I've been watching a lot of TV because I have a dog and can't do anything else. So there you go. Uh, that's going to come into play later in this episode. Elise, how was your week? Uh, well, I guess my week was the opposite of yours. I did a lot of going out. <laughs> and that sounds so nice. <laughs> On Tuesday, Elliot and I went to uh, a show at the theater center to kick off their comedy is art uh, series schedule lineup shows, which uh, was the tall boys. And so, uh, it was a really cool fundraiser at the theater center here in Toronto. And um, they did like some sketch, some of the sketches from the show that are really funny on stage and they did improv. Uh, and like, I love watching them do improv. I think they have such good chemistry. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? I'm just <laughs> improv is a 50, 50 kind of thing for me. Yeah. I, it can be really bad, but I think they do such a good job and they have such good chemistry and they know how to read each other. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because it was like a packed audience. Like it was pretty full and it was like, but it's theater people. It's people that are part of the theater center first and comedy is like an element of their showcase. It's not really why people go there. So a lot of these people are like already members or they're part of fundraisers or organizations that support theater. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew that they were going to do one thing that had the N word in it. <laughs> and I knew that they were probably going to end with this, with boating accident, which you have seen. It's like, I lost my friend in a boating accident. <laughs> His name was Ben. Uh, it's such a good song. <laughs> it's so funny, but I was like, I don't know how this is going to go over. It brings in the house. Did it go over well? Oh, yeah. Of went, course. By the end, everyone's like, I lost my friend in a boating accident. <laughs> it's it's a it's, crowd pleaser. It's really, really funny. Uh, but anyways, it was just so nice to see them. I haven't seen them like do... Well, they, they opened with the n-word sketch yeah that was that was a strong start um but anyways it was so great to see them do that and we got to chat with vance's mom who's the funniest woman in the world it's no shock wild (laughs) it's no shock she birthed a very funny guy uh and then on on wednesday elliot and i went to see kurt vile which is like an artist i've loved for years and we finally got to see him live and it was like the funniest concert because as i was telling you over the weekend he just has such a strange stage presence it's not like someone's gonna be like hey guys thank you so much for coming out i love this city but did you, you know that best. going into it that's what that was gonna be it wasn't gonna be that because i was uh, expecting like i'm gonna hear him speak yeah i mean i've never like i don't like listen to his interviews and stuff but i, I think i just assume that somebody who's putting on a concert is going to have some sort of engagement not just get up do a quick sound check and go yeah start playing which is what he did there wasn't even like a hey you guys it was yeah <laughs> start I've playing been to julia jacqueline who i love she she does not say anything to the audience the entire time i've seen her three times live and it's it's a little disconcerting at first yeah it's a little i mean like but you could he was like he was like somebody who went to like your cousin's birthday party who like wasn't actually supposed to be there like didn't want to didn't know anybody wanted to leave but like was there for a reason i i bet that's his vibe anywhere he goes at any time like grocery shopping on a saturday they're like should you be here (laughs) i mean i know why you're here but like do you not want to (laughs) 
but it was a phenomenal concert. And on the drive down here, I was like playing some other like oldie Kurt hit, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt hits. And Elliot was like, how could you choose to play the most boring Kurt Bile songs? And he was like, after he was just shredding for 10 minutes, I'm like, that's what these songs sound like. He's just crazy. He was just going off. That's I, I yeah. The fact that you had mentioned that he was very much like off script during his performance. I like, I wish I'd been there. It was it. so funny. He played, uh, waking on a pretty day and he like just sang every other two words maybe of the verses and then by the time they got to the chorus and the band is playing on time he's like still stringing out the verse and then just like ended the song early i was like did you forget what song you were playing but it was amazing like i'm not complaining at all it it was just like hearing a different version of a song i really like which i'm sure also for him he's been playing these songs for years yeah and for anyone listening who doesn't know who kurt vile is kurt vile is you can't been, even say Kurt Vile. I have to say Kurt Vile. Kurt, Kurt Vile is someone who's been very recently introduced to me specifically and my parents. And um, you would listen to his songs. And if you listen to the lyrics, a lot of them are just kind of sentences, but then strung out into, I've been around, but now I'm gone. It's like, that was the whole thing. And it's just, it's just kind of, I went to the market. It's just stuff like that. And then you see him on stage. I was like, what is this guy going to sound like? He goes up on stage and he's got this long, shaggy, curly hair that looks like crazy long. And he's just always kind of like moving it slightly out of his eyes, but never like putting it up. Yeah. And then like, they'll start like singing or whatever. Hang out. And he's just the strangest strangest guy ever and he's just every every song switches a guitar and it's yeah you you have like a, an acoustic guitar but then it just sounds like a crazy electric guitar and it's just he's just hitting pedals just, he kind of seems like jack white to me yeah he does give jack white vibes he's like if jack white like did shrooms and just took a big bong rep mm, yeah 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 it's that's like, actually very accurate because, and he, it's but it's like indie country music mm-hmm. because he gets on stage and you you assume that he's oh this He's just hammered because yeah, the way yeah. he's talking. But then he starts playing a song on guitar that is like incredibly complicated and crazy guitar solos. He must have some idea what he's doing. He has some <laughs> width with all because he's just playing all these kind of crazy notes or whatever. There's one song where it's just hip on stage and just playing this guitar and mm-hmm. like doing this thing thing over and over and over again. Um, how do you feel about his album with um, Courtney Barnett? Yeah, amazing. Love that's it. one of my favorite albums of all time. And I to the point where I don't like his solo stuff as as much as I like the, oh. that one album. I disagree. I, I love his solo stuff. But, I disagree. But it's a great album. It's phenomenal. And they both are such strange performers I as know. it is. She's like an Australian sing-talker and he's he's a so good. country a, indie singer from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Maggie has said to me a couple of times, I think she might be my favorite singer. Wow. Just for the Maggie's fans out there. Mm-hmm. Before you get into the rest of your week, I want to introduce a segment called Rate That Venue. Where, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Rate That Venue! Where we saw the <laughs> we saw the concert at Danforth Music Hall. Mm-hmm. And it's been a it's been a while since I've been <laughs> to the Danforth Music Hall. And when you have general admission uh tickets, you're kind of just standing on the concrete slant basically <laughs> which is just that a, sounds like a Kurt Vile song the concrete slant yeah. <laughs> the can I just call. say real rookie mistake to not get the upper deck seating? no I did not regret that for one second we I were don't so close be to in the, the stage I, I don't want to be in the pit immediately oh we were so close to the stage but um to give that a slant it like I get nauseous down there <laughs> there's a guy kneeling next to us uh, until the concert started I feel like I'm gonna fall over Danforth so Music weird. Hall, I give four out of ten. I agreed, yeah. Okay, Terrible. interesting. Was my back just completely screwed up, fucked up even? Sorry, Tracy. But, like, <laughs> I couldn't even, I was bent over the whole next <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, it was, I was like, I'm not even we're that, over 25 I'm not now. That old. <laughs> my back was hurting. <laughs> we went to an 8 p.m. Kurt Vile concert. Elliot's like, oh, my back. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> Oh my back! My I knees. say you either sit in the balcony or don't go. No, I would have shit. I don't know. No. I would shit myself. The amount of the people balcony. was Especially pissed. Vile, you could have just been like clapping your hands, was, sitting down. No, no, no. There was the Orthodox Jewish couple that was popping off in the front. They were jumping <laughs> up and down. Them. There yeah. was crowd surfing. It, the was, of, it was crazy. That's the amount good. of 
uh, men in mullets around yes. me who men would just mullets. would crush a beer, throw it on the ground, and crush it with their foot. I and love just, a man in a mullet, and then just like <laughs> leave it on the ground. I was like, okay, how long? How much longer is this? I will say, Kurt Vile concerts, not great haircuts. Oh, but <laughs> but great souls, <laughs> but great souls. We yeah. just here for a good time. Great guitar solos. Great guitar solos. Really question. There was a guy I think I told you who had like an undercut, but his hair that was up in a bun didn't grow out. Grew out in a weird way where when he put yeah, it down, it just went like straight sideways. Real, he looked kind of like, like Lord Barclay. Yeah, Edna it was, mode. Yeah, That's so exciting. <laughs> it, was, it was peak Edna mode, but no bangs. I haven't been to a concert in such a long time, I'm yeah. realizing. We were supposed to go to another concert, the Danforth Music Hall, that got rescheduled. Thank so gosh, we'll be going my, back there in May. My back can't take it. I don't think I've been month. to one since uh, COVID. Wow. Well, uh, what's your favorite venue? Anywhere I can sit. Really, sit. Mass the the new Massey Hall is pretty nice. I like to stand at a concert. Yeah, I like to stand at a concert. Okay, and then if you stand, put some carpet okay. underneath me. But it's going to be concert? disgusting. It's going to be ruined. It's going to be covered care. in beer and Rather, piss. It's better than someone getting too drunk, smashing their head on the floor, or a bunch of people leaving. Way, oh, my back. Way easier to pick clean up blood at a my concrete. My top than two favorite are Mod Club or the Phoenix. Hmm. Thank you for asking. Does the Phoenix? I don't think those exist anymore. The Mod Club is something oh, else it's now. Virgin, whatever. The, that venue. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll rate the place we go to in Chicago. Yeah, I haven't. Okay. I haven't been to enough. Uh, like I haven't been to enough venues recently to form my opinion. Well, again. we're starting now. Yeah, we'll start now. The last start part of the my tour. week, and then I'll wrap it up here, is uh, I think I mentioned a couple months ago that I was in like a writing room for a little short film. Mm -hmm. And so that got made over the weekend. So on Sunday, we did a full day shoot. Uh, when were they shooting? It was really cool. It was so, I don't want to like give too much away because this isn't my project, but uh, it's written by a couple who used to work at like a, a production company that did a lot of editing. And that's where they met and the story's based on their like meet cute. And so she still works there. So we were able to use their office over the weekend to shoot. Oh, cool. Because I saw a short film. Well, I saw a small budget film wrap on Sunday morning on Roncesvalles. Oh, it was, I guess not, it was not near. No, that's weird though. It was was also small budget short film on Sunday. Uh, but no, we were right across from the Scotiabank Theater. But it was a really cool office. And it was funny because when I was reading the script the second time around now that they finished it, I was like, oh, we're, we're sticking with the like guy is a barista in an office and i was like there's just really not a lot of offices that have like a dedicated barista and like that's their whole job and then we walked in the office i was like oh okay that this is that place that's why because <laughs> uh, it. it's very specific to this story uh but anyways it was a lot of fun i was a script supervisor slash continuity which i've oh, never shit. done so that that's was a big job yeah and it was funny too because i like turned down being an ad on it i was like i just don't have the time and then i really i ended up kind of just being the ad right <laughs> like, <laughs> we gotta go again on that shot i was gonna say script supervisor i only found out recently how much they do and is especially on a small budget it's i bet you wear a lot of hats yeah and then i mean everybody's really chill they were very it was funny we had a vibe check at the top of the day and it was like if you were not the vibe you're not gonna survive <laughs> <laughs> what what was the vibe needed the vibe needed was like cool fun casual have a good time um that's not my vibe anymore <laughs> <laughs> i would not have survived vibe check and vance was there's only three characters and vance was like one of the characters in the short film so i spent most of the day with vance too which was funny because i was like i love your mom um <laughs> but yeah it was a lot of fun to work on something i don't think i would have said yes vance of this podcast yes vance banzo uh i think if it was like a multi multi day shoot, I probably wouldn't have had the time to accommodate it. But it was like we there was very um, aggressive to like do the whole thing. It's twelve full scenes in one day, but we did it. It was fourteen hours. Holy shit! So, but by the end of it, I was like, these are my people, and I was like remembered why I do feel that compulsion to do stuff that requires set work. Yeah, I don't always. I don't want to do set life. Like I don't understand people that are just like grips and gaffers for life. That sounds horrible. Yeah, do back to back jobs, but I do like doing like a couple of set things every once in a while. So it was a lot of fun. It's, it's called family. It's like a little like how I felt about camp. Mm -hmm. It is like family. It's intense, short. It's like, it's good. Yeah, but it's like we were talking about like having a, a rap party and I was like, yeah, but it's called after rally. After one day. <laughs> after one day. Well, some of the people that I'd worked with in the work, in the writing room, I forgot that I came up with the title for it. And then what's it called? It's called Rally to Serve. And it was funny because Vance was like, oh, well, how did you get involved in this? And the director, Jade, was like, at least came up with the title. I was like, 
I did. <laughs> I, like, was that me? I completely forgot that he rallied happened. to serve is, yeah. and it's not about tennis. It's there's like a ping pong is an element of this. Oh. Surprise! It's not called poo poo bum bum. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot. I mean, I do want to make a movie about the pee-pee poo-poo man, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> From the director of Chino- Chernobyl <laughs> comes the pee-pee poo-poo man. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a part of Toronto's history. Find him. <laughs> that would just be Find the subtitle. Him. Find him. But anyways, it was nice Thriving. to work. check out Rally to Serve. Uh, I don't know when it'll be available or where it will be. Um, but that was my week. Could we quickly just go around and say what we all wear for Halloween? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was uh, Nathan Fielder from the scene in the rehearsal where he's in the fried chicken restaurant wearing the gray sweater and the laptop harness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought the same laptop harness and I wore it all night on Saturday and it gave me a welt in my neck. No, did it? Yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Is it still there? It's kind of still there. It's gone down. It's called putting your body on the line for, uh, for, for art. art. Mm. Putting my body on the line where most people did not know I was dressed. Yeah. Like we were in the Uber and our Uber driver only asked what Elliot was. <laughs> he just didn't think I was wearing a costume. And what's your babysitter dressed as? <laughs> and then when we got to the second party, this girl yelled from the street, are you Steve Jobs? And I was like, to you? Yeah. And I was like, Steve Jobs died long before this version of a MacBook Pro was available. Oh, so he wore a turtleneck. I know. Fucking Fuck idiot. But to be fair, do you know what the sentence she followed up with was? What? The reason I asked is because we work at Apple. <laughs> I was like, that's even more embarrassing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. What were you, Kate? I was a camp counselor. Nice. I already had the gear because mm-hmm. that's that was my summer job. I wouldn't really say it was a costume as much as it was like a flashback in time. Mm-hmm. It was more like I, I went to my closet and put on stuff that I already had. Mm-hmm. Trip down memory lane. Because I, I wanted to be Uma Thurman and I thought I had a wig at my parents' house. I went to my parents' house, 6.30 p.m., the night of the party. Everyone's looking. We can't find the wig. And I was like, what am Why I going to do? Why did you wait till the day of the party? That's how I roll, you know? Got it. More responsible now. That's how we get camp counselors. Old Kate would have gone at seven. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's true. Billy hasn't changed that timeline. Uh, Halloween, I don't like dressing up. I'm sorry. I don't. It makes me stressed out. Uh, Elliot, what were you? I um, dressed up as Indiana Jones, a.k.a. the coat and the whip. You very much looked like Indiana Jones, though. Yeah, turned out well. And then I saw pictures on Instagram of your cousin who borrowed all of your costume elements to also be Indiana Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's funny. I never saw a photo yet. Oh, I saw one. It was on Instagram.com. I I think I took a screenshot. Uh, It was it was a two out of ten for me that Halloween. I'm sorry. One of one of the worst. Mostly because of you, Billy. But I do love you. (laughs) On that note. Kate, you alluded to it earlier, but you have recently been watching a lot of TV, thus bringing us this topic. Yeah. So I, well, I finally listened to you for the first time in my entire life. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to feel honored. Great. Uh, in that when I was in my, my darkest state, Saturday morning, nothing Nothing lay ahead of me except time with a dog. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get into, I'm going to give it a try. Um, House of the Dragon. Having not seen any Game of Thrones except for the first episode. So I jumped into it and um, I was watching the first episode being very prepared to be like pretty bored and not excited about it. And it turns out I got like drawn in immediately. I loved the story. I was also expecting to be extremely confused. And it's not that hard to follow. No. I put on my subtitles. I figured out who everyone was. I figured out who like who was had a crush on their uncle. And then away we were. Here's what I if I could just summarize why I think I'm interested in this show and mm-hmm. not House of Gucci uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> is uh, because of Matt Smith. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just think Matt Smith is a babe mm-hmm. and I wanted him to get together with the 14 year old girl who's his, his niece. His niece. niece. Yeah. Uh, and that like sexual tension. I can watch a show for three seasons based yeah. on like, will they, won't they? How yeah. far are you now? Are you still on episode five? No, I'm done. Oh, you're finished. Did you still feel that way when he strangles her? <laughs> uh, uh, no, that was really <laughs> tough. But 
Um, oh, you bad. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you're a bad person. Oh, okay. He's just waiting for the right person. You know. That's. All I I'm like thinking. how he has um two daughters that he just kind of like doesn't have anything Care to do with anymore whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's a really bad guy, but he's uh he has a blonde wig. It what what I was really playing into was like my twelve year old girl. Uh, preteen crush on Legolas. I really thought you were gonna say on your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> on, on my uncle Damon. That's like who was where also is blonde. Who took me to my first whorehouse. Yeah. He had long blonde straight hair. <laughs> and no eyebrows. And no eyebrows. I think next Halloween Elliot and I should go as Wallace and Gromit. Oh yeah. Do I have to <laughs> shave my head then? No, just get a bald cap. What made you think that? Because Matt Smith kind of looks like Wallace. He does, mm. yeah. He's got yeah. Wallace vibes. <laughs> Someone was describing him uh the other night as Frankenstein? He does no. look Frankenstein y too. No, he yeah. looks way more like Wallace than Frankenstein. Anyway, Wallet. when I was thinking about this episode, I like read the history of HBO. I wanted to get into like a feminist <laughs> slant. Uh like the I history was... of HBO? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Is it this Game of Thrones is HBO? Yeah. Yeah. But like so so I wanted to, on the show. I wanted to talk about HBO. Okay. Uh, but I don't anymore. So I just want you to know I did research and I don't <laughs> okay. care about it. Got it. <laughs> They're just they're just a company that's made yeah. some really good TV. Yeah, <laughs> home box office. I'm just great. I'm just grateful for them for existing. So, uh, yeah. Can you take? Can did, you take? Did this, this away? kind of blow your expectation out of the water in terms of what you thought the show was going to be? Yeah, I mean, I should I should let you know that fantasy is not my genre. Sure. So this can only ever be like good for me. I think even the best fantasy is never going to be like my show, but it was very distracting. It was like really well done. I was very into, I I found some of the like plotting who's going to rule. Like I just got tired of it and I don't actually care who's going to rule. So the like main driving force of this, this show, I don't care about sexual tension. Yeah. All I care about is like, will they get married? And then they quickly did get married. So do you want a wedding like that? Like their beach bloody lip wedding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be perfect. And you know, I like one set of grandparents at the wedding. Mm -hmm. That's my dream. Mm -hmm. Mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like for both the groom and the bride's grandparents to be the same people. Well, yeah. for that reason, I think you might like the movie Barbarian. Yeah, I think so Great. too. But I've kind of taken what you've said to us about this topic and kind of roped it into a talking about what we're currently watching TV wise and just a quick breakdown of some of the best things I think we've watched so far and things that I'm still excited to see that are coming out this year. Great. And jumping off a good point of something that we have all just seen and I think would be interesting to kind of figure out what our predictions are are for the new season of The White Lotus mm. um, which just started this Sunday and ho, ho, I also watched ho, it Monday ho. night yeah we also watched we it also Monday watched night. it on Monday night yeah how do you feel about the remix of the theme song love it I didn't like it I wanted the exact same song but that's I, not Hawaiian oh. I mean, it is Hawaiian. This one's in Italy. The sh- the music in that show, ten out of ten. Phenomenal soundtrack. The soundtrack, crazy. Don't do that. Like the whatever the thing. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Not in the racist <laughs> notion, but that song when it starts going. Because like, I remember I remember watching the opening for this one and being like, I did. I remember them having like weird. Oh, there it is. And then it kicks in, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's that's where it makes sense. Because I started. I when you go to crave, I just hit play and it started playing season one, and I was like, oh my god. Same song, perfect. And then I, I was like, oh, same actors. No, this isn't the right season. Oh, see. And then I went and to the And then you have it. You don't get to go through that with Game of Thrones, though, when they played the opening for the first time. And they're like, same goddamn song. No, I hit a skip intro. Um, what did you think Good. of the first episode, though? I, I loved the first episode of White Lotus a lot. I was uh, nervous he wouldn't be able to, like, recreate the strange dramas of all of the uh, guests. Mm. But I was like as captivated by all of their weird 
um, dynamics. dynamics. And I thought they were also like specific and interesting. And the, f- and I loved the Italian, um, their customer service style in Italy. Like it's very much unpolished and they're mm-hmm. trying so hard, but it's like, it's, she keeps missing the mark and it's lost yeah. in translation. And I was like, but it's just so, so specific. Or whatever she's asking, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And I just, um, yeah, I thought everything was spot on and I cannot wait to watch this season. A genius. He really is a genius. He's really a genius. Yeah. How did you feel about it? I loved it. I loved it immediately. I was almost, I, I almost don't want to watch it weekly because the moment it ended, I was like, no, I want to see more. And I think he has this way. I don't even know what it was, but there's something in the scene that like made me laugh so hard. I like paused and I was like, this guy's a genius. What was it? I don't remember what it was. I know exactly what it was. And it's something that you would think of being the caliber of what HBO is and they get the best writers and they get like kind of you're like you know it's your prestige of television mm-hmm. but you know what's still funny no matter what tv show you Pee-pee watch poo-poo? farting <laughs> farts are funny oh, the grandfather and it's just it's the grandfather when they go into the room and he's like talking to the lady Hitting who's like showing the woman. the woman or whatever and it's just the fart but it's played <laughs> like you said it was played straight where they just like yeah it was it. played so straight and it was like it was so funny I, it's just like that's so true to life I've like been in the room with my grandparent who's just farted and we all have to pretend it hasn't happened Yeah, <laughs> and it's like well, everyone's just like we're just powering through while he's hitting on the staff <laughs> I was worried that they were gonna retread the same ground of like having the same kind of couple dynamics but being different but then it's very quick like that it's not gonna be the same yeah. and I also thought like there was those two girls that it was gonna be the same thing of like a friend on vacation and her friend but it's not it's like they're two local girls who like one of them is like a prostitute on instagram yeah <laughs> and like yeah, yeah i really like the addition of them and then we have the two couples who are, i guess the the guys are room roommates from college yeah and they like started like a business that they sold that's very successful and i like that i like that we're coming into this with like one of the guys is obviously like come from wealth and just is that way mm-hmm. and the other guy's kind of like more of like a tech nerd who's like probably was not that wealthy but now has come into a lot yeah. of money yeah so he's like trying to fit into the situation but his like girlfriend is like i like aubrey plaza's character a lot i think yeah. she's really funny and i kept being like am i like that because <laughs> there's one scene where she like stick up your ass kind of girl well because she like doesn't accept the the prosecco or the whatever the champagne at the beginning and elliot always rags on me for that because have you done that well, I sometimes I just don't want to drink. <laughs> when you go into someone's house, out of that show, the person you relate you thought you were was Aubrey Aubrey Plaza's character. S- sorry, yeah. Okay. You go into someone's house, mm-hmm. they offer you a drink, whether you want it or not. Just say yes. It puts them at ease, whether you want it or not. Sometimes you don't want the drink. It doesn't matter. Yes, it you does. You are the guest. It doesn't matter. Especially older people. I can see my parents being like, what do you mean you don't want to drink? Kind of just because it's just like it then you have something your something is in your hand. You're you're good. Why do you have to put someone else at ease? Thank you. Because you're entertaining them. This is your Why having is that them your over. job? And I don't feel at ease. Now I feel obligated to drink this thing that I don't want. <laughs> you don't have to. Aubrey Plaza didn't want the drink and she didn't accept it. Anyway, but then see what kind of situation that that brought up. People were uncomfortable where she's like, I don't, we're never going to open that locked door. That was funny. Well, that was weird. The guy's like, okay. (laughs) That was something that I would say though, too. I'd be like, we're probably not going to do that. That's, we're not sharing it. We're not that close. Um, Yeah. She's playing it perfectly. Um, I think it's, do you think she's going to get together with Theo James? No, I think he's going to do something shady. I think there's going to be a slip up. Anyway, I think it's very off to a very good start so far, and I'm excited to see what uh, what's going on. Is there anything else you guys are watching right now? I have yes. something that I want to talk about. Please. That uh, I've been watching quietly for a little while now. I'm not proud of it. Oh, here we go. Um, but I am fully caught up on Love is Blind. I knew you were going to say that. How did you both know? I mean, I, I thought you were going to say Love Island, actually, but I thought it was close enough. I mean, I know because I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen you watching it. Yeah. Because I've watched you watch it. And um, like, I I hate watch it, but I was talking to my friends on Saturday night about it and we're all like, yeah, but isn't this crazy? And then I'm like, oh, we're just talking about this like a show we actually like. Because I do, I do like it. And it's not like a, I like it in an ironic way, like The Bachelor. It's more of like, there's kind of like more 
a realism to it that's very sad and it like whereas on the bachelor people are like going to be this like heightened manipulated version of themselves for gain i think that's still present in this show but they can't get away as easily with not actually accidentally exposing who they really are Mm -hmm. which becomes very apparent uh, when you're trying to force a relationship i'm gonna say it right off the bat the whole point of the show is to experiment the theory. Do we think love is blind? Their hypothesis is yes. Mine is every season shows. It's a blaring no. Love is not blind. <laughs> like blind in that looks don't matter? Yeah. Like, do you know oh. what the concept of the show is? That you, yeah, that you pick someone based before you know what they look like. Yeah. So you're like in these pods where you get to like know somebody. There's like a wall between you. But everyone's putting on like a really sexy voice. Yeah. And everybody's like, try to put their best foot forward and like as soon as you find something to engage with somebody and you're like that's our thing and then you meet them and you realize that those things you related over actually don't quite matter as much in everyday life and they especially don't matter if you are not attracted to each other and you see these people that are so ready to be like i love you i want to spend the rest of my life with you and And then then like one week later they're like i don't know if i even want to be near you and you're like oh it's just like they're they're describing like a good way to start a friendship and you're like yes you're exactly. forgetting a really critical element you've of described like- a pen pal <laughs> which can last for years yeah. but uh usually doesn't end in marriage there's another element to romantic relationships <laughs> but it's in season three now and i mean i know they have other versions in other countries too um but like I remember they do this like they did this after the after the altar they called it for season two where a lot of drama happened for that cast of season two that didn't yeah. happen in season one so they had to kind of like prolong it and mm-hmm. give all these people a reason to be in the same place organically and I do frequent a subreddit <laughs> that is for love is blind it's funny to see the amount of people that genuinely think that these are like organic interactions and right. you're like I'm sorry but there's a camera crew there Why? no <laughs> this was yeah, staged yeah. by Netflix but they like really bring in those numbers and they're they're gonna keep doing this and unfortunately I'm probably gonna keep watching but anyways I don't know what it is about this show but uh, I find it really entertaining I'm watching um, Handmaid's Tale mm. season 6 oh, wow. which is so good it, it like it took a little bit of a dive I heard. um but season six is right back where it should be and elizabeth moss just acts very fiercely with her eyes and uh have you guys watched handmaid's tale no, i've never watched it there's something about that show that just makes me absolutely no is it feminism no draw to it whatsoever it just yeah. looks really bleak and really sad and really horrible and really Ellie like it doesn't depressing. like worlds where women don't thrive yeah oh that's, that's so it. nice that's it i really love elizabeth moss i think she's great i she was in mad men she was really good in that and yeah. she's good in a bunch of stuff but there's just the something about man. every poster of that show have is, you watched it is people looking cold and walking through some sort of barren I wasteland Game of thrones so you could meet me in the middle I watched that Irish show that you made us watch, which, which was Irish horrible. Show? The friends who all love each other. I and never the- made you watch that. <laughs> you all did. No, I did not. You very much watched that of your own, of course. You know was- That's a show where women thrive. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys should try Handmaid's Tale because it really is so good. And I think it's just like exploring this kind of like apocalyptic future that's not that far off where like reproductive rights are just taken away from women and and this like attempt at continuing civilization comes at the cost of like women's uh control over their own body which Mm -hmm. is like already happening which everyone Mm -hmm. has already talked about how like prescient the show was in margaret atwood but um it's just like a good drama it's like it's not boring it's not like hit you over the head with anything it's just like good characters good evil and then what's happening in this season is that everyone's roles are switching and the good's turning evil, the evil's turning good. And it's this like... This is like, it's outpaced the book, oh, right? Like this no yeah, longer... Yeah, I think the first season was the book and then everything after that has been made up. It's beautifully shot. It's like the stakes are very high and it's not... It's just a good drama. Hmm. I recommend. I don't watch a lot of TV by myself. I know. My TV watching is almost predominantly linked to whomever I'm also watching TV with. So if Elise doesn't want to watch something and my dad doesn't want to watch something, I probably won't watch it unless the very specific circumstance comes up where 
there's only been a handful of times where I've like, even when I was, when I was in Denmark physically alone, where I would like actually watch something. It's the only reason I watched Peaky Blinders because at least it's never going to sit through that. And I don't <laughs> and think I was in a different I was going to say being physically alone is pretty good for like being able to pick what you want to watch. Yeah. So it was only every then. And if, if most <laughs> Billy of the time, doesn't have a lot of opinions. I don't feel that way though. I have no problem. No, but watching uh, things on my the own. reason I'm going to say is because if I have, if Elise goes out, it's just me at home. Gonna I'm probably going to play a video game. Yeah. Rather than that. Yeah. And a lot of the shows either come into uh, categories of I'm going to watch it with my dad. I'm going to watch it with Elise. I'm going to watch it with my cousin. I'll watch it with my brother, whatever it would be. And all those kind of things. The random Very show social. I'll watch by myself. Like, That's really weird. Rexham. You should watch your own shows. Yeah, you should watch your own shows. I think it's important. Yeah. But I like the sharing aspect of it with the it just that's that's i don't that's watch your love language it is my love language he's got his hand over his and, heart right now <laughs> and it's it's i don't watch sports so i don't have that kind of camaraderie through mm. sports and i was talking about this with whenever the game of thrones finale and all that kind of stuff but it's like that's my sports whatever my whatever it's I your watch super my TV bowl show. yeah exactly watching uh, lord of the rings um but yeah, because everything that you've just described about Handmaid's Tale makes me want to claw my eyes out watching that. I don't I just... understand why you won't just trust me. Sure. Have you watched any of it? No, I'd like to. I'm not opposed to watching it. I just Great. wanted to watch it all one It can one be go. an El- Elise and Elliot show. Okay. Do you know what your favorite TV show of the yes. year so far oh, is? Oh, the year. Yeah. Or do you know what your favorite TV show of all time is? Yeah. What is it? It's... Is it uh... Felicity? <laughs> Oh, maybe. No, I think it's True Detective season one. Okay. Or it might be the newsroom. No, it's True Detective season one. Okay. Um, my favorite show of the year. When are we counting the start of the year? January. January 1st, twenty twenty-two. Then it's Normal People. Normal People was last year. It's last year. Conversations with Friends is your favorite show of this year. I, oh, Marianne. God. Oh, ooh. I can't even remember the character's name in this in the show. Connell. What was no, that was about? normal people. <laughs> no, Marianne Connell is normal people. Oh, that's um, conversation with friends. Nick, Nick, and Francis. Francis. Oh, it's O'Shanigan and and my Shalali. It's so oh, they're we were down at the. the What's your favorite the show of the year? Um, because <laughs> I know what you're gonna say, and if you're gonna make fun of names, where we have. <laughs> We have a plot calling my, the kettle black. My favorite show is 100% House of the Dragon. Yeah. 100%. Okay, we'll talk about stupid fucking names. Yeah, but they're, yeah. I, I, I'm fine with those made up names. It's fine if I like it. Elisa, mm-hmm. what's your favorite show of the year so far? Uh, she's consulting some sort of list. Okay, you know what? To jog your memory, I'm going to go through a lot of the Can favorite I just shows. See your list? Sure, if you want to. I would say my favorite shows of the year are tied between Severance and The Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Severance. I can't wait for it to come back. I loved The Bear. Like I, The Bear is a show that I, I say, like, watch. I don't care what your preferences are. You should watch that mm-hmm. show. Severance, I know, is not going to be for everybody, but I think it was exceptional. And I think it's such a strange concept that's really good. But The Bear, hands down, I guess I'll go with The Bear. was yeah. like my favorite show <laughs> I don't know why I stopped watching The Bear. I haven't like finished watching The Bear. How far did you get? I got two two episodes in and I loved it. And I just, I think I like canceled my Disney Plus subscription in like a fit of rage. Sure. And then. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. As you do. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Anyway, and you're just mad it. that they burnt all that food or whatever. Yeah. What? Um, Second favorite show of the year. Can the, I guess? The yeah. Offer. Yeah. It's The Offer. I forgot I watched that. See, I went back today through all of my platforms to like streaming services to see my watch history. Yeah. And the ones that I watch the most TV on don't have that function. Netflix shows me everything I've ever watched since 2017. They've been around the longest. Yeah. And Crave shows me what I watched in the last 30 days. That's upsetting. I should go look at what's on Netflix because it's going to be a sordid past. I'm going to rattle off some names. I'm going to give like a one quick sentence about each of them. And then if there is a show that you want to, that you also watch, you want to dive into, please jump on that boat. Great. Um, Third favorite, The Bear. Mm-hmm. We, we had addressed. Great show. Very quick episodes. Keeps you wanting more. Fun. Love that actor. I mm-hmm. love, I like shows that really showcase one particular person's or a group of particular person's talent. Everyone gets to kind of shine in every one of their moments. I think he did an amazing job. 
And now these are not in any particular order. These are just shows that I did enjoy and watch this year. The Rings of Power, which screams the fantasy that Kate would hate. Don't watch it. You're not okay. going to like it. Okay. I don't think it deserved any of the amount of hate that it got. I think Amazon is, you know, uh, what it is. But I think that show is actually really pretty, pretty good for what it is. Um, Winning Time on HBO is really good. It's a show about the rise of the Lakers and Magic Johnson. John C. Riley is in that show and is really, 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 really oh, good. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. meaning to If watch you're that. not even into basketball, you but you're just- You that alone? Yeah, because you refused to watch it. And <laughs> it was one of those things where I just, the way time had lined up, I had started one. I was like, well, I've started it. Now I'm going to have to watch it. But there's so many shows that I have started, A, either while I was alone living in Denmark and haven't- just haven't got around to finish or whatever um after that shows you started in denmark you haven't finished yet yeah just because like there's new seasons have been added and oh, i haven't I like allocated like i haven't watched it's been the, like five years the last it? season of peaky blinders or barry or oh, anything see, like okay. that just because at least doesn't want to watch them God. um then we have severance apple tv mm-hmm. um i was we were told a bunch of, oh watch this show watch this show it's really good and i have a hard time watching shows just that are in normal the real world whatever mm-hmm. I and mean, this one's kind of like a spooky world and really good and i think every episode was great everyone in it was really good and has like a, one of the best cliffhanger endings of yeah. a first season i've ever seen agreed um this is not a best of show, but this is just a notable show that we've also talked about a lot, which I find was kind of disappointing in its new season, which was Euphoria. Yeah. Um, it's kind not of, on my list. Kind of Forgot dr- about it. getting kind of crushed by its own weight a little bit. I thought yeah. they had some good episodes, though. Yeah, I think the first half, I, when we went through our breakdown yeah. with Yellow Jackets, which I'm also not mentioning because we talked about that. The first yeah. half was great. about all these shows. The second yeah. half really fell out. Um, I just think it's like a really good eight-hour music video. Yeah. <laughs> um, we watched a show called Blackbird on Apple TV Plus, which was fine, pretty good. Fine. I would, you know, if you have that Apple TV subscription, why Go not? For it. Why not use it? Mm-hmm. Um, a show I watched all in one day, which was pretty good, which is Welcome to Wrexham. Again, nothing to blow your hair off, but just a fun little uh, documentary-style show about uh, people who are really rich and buy a soccer team. And it's it is documentary, right? It's it is all documentary. true. Yeah. It's all true. Um, one of my favorite things, I don't know if it's like a show or not, but like a documentary kind of series, which is the Light and Magic documentary series about the ILM, the Industrial Light and Magic, the George Lucas company. Really, really cool. And finally, I don't know why Elise hasn't talked about it yet, but it's the rehearsal. Oh, I feel right. like I've talked about the rehearsal a lot. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Yeah. And shows that I still want to watch that have either come out or are upcoming. I have Barry season three I haven't watched, which I think you need to watch seasons one and two. But that show is really, really good and you would really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have The Crown, which is yeah, supposed to so come out. so excited still. about it. Um, Mandalorian season three, I don't think it's till next year. And Sex Lives of College Girls season two. That looks atrocious. November 16th. We, we saw the trailer for that before. Um, white lotus i thought we were watching looked, like a parody commercial it looked like a fake fake show i'm gonna watch it um there's the last of us show which i think is also next I'd year i'd like to watch that that looks yeah. good i just i'm worried that's gonna be exactly the same as the the video game isn't that the point yeah, is that what we want i don't know if that but then i yeah it this, looks really good it falls into that thing it's like do i want it or do i if it was something different then i'd be like it's different i feel like i'd be like people who are like I think that either thing. way what would you feel you like lose <laughs> it's different yeah <laughs> Um, and then last, I haven't watched um, The Boys season three I want you yet. to watch it and, we, and say that. Um, I have one more to add to my list that I think is going to make you upset, Elliot. So oh. I'm hesitant to talk about it. But it's a six-part documentary series by National Geographic on uh, Disney <gasps> Plus called 9-11, One Day in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not waiting. Um, and I, know I we- thought you were going to say waiting for the barbarians. No. I hear your eyes rolling. I hear Elliot looking at his feet i know i also for the newsletter over the summer i recommended a different documentary uh but i think this one was like absolutely blew me away uh, because it's in the national geographic they were able to get a bunch of footage that's never been seen before and not just like oh my god the building's falling but just like 
aftermath footage and before footage. Uh, so they were able to get to the CIA and FBI records. And again, it's nothing to do with the politics behind Net and Eleven. It's literally just about recounting survivors stories and mostly about the firefighters on the day. Yeah. But it's just super emotional. And it's like they do a lot of interviews with first responders, with survivors who were like on the scene taking people out of the building or helping people off the street. And uh, it's very emotional and it goes in chronological order, but it kind of jumps back and forth. So, you know, each episode kind of is like a chunk of time and it takes place over the whole day and then some of the next morning. Uh, But if you're interested in kind of the events of the day and just from a literal factual perspective, I think it's it's so heart wrenching. It's like the first one that really made me like emotional while watching it. There's a lot of people that have never spoken before on camera that share their story for the first time. So it's like really interesting to hear those perspectives that have never really been documented other than written. Any closing thoughts? Any other shows that you want to mention, talk about doing twenty twenty two is a it's a good year for shows. I just want to say House of Dragons was so violent. I I was like deeply upset. It's not even as bad as Game of Thrones. Oh my God. I guess I haven't watched that much Game of Thrones, but I just like, I have a very low tolerance for violence as of recently. And um, I I will also say though, for for the things that you are gripped in for uh, House of the Dragon, the like kind of sexual tension, they are, they do get to that stuff in Game of Thrones. You just have to wait till those characters show up and they're very cool. Okay. It's, it's whether or not you want to take the journey to get there, though. Folks, let us know if there's any other good shows out there right now that we should be watching. And, as always, thank you for stopping by. And, um... What's wrong? There's a spider on the floor. It's not going to hurt you. You have to kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Oh, Elliot, you way have... over there. It's Elliot. way closer to you. Elliot! Kill it. It's turning back around. It's coming towards me. I can't me. see and it. I'm not wearing any shoes. Please, Elliot, please. He seems fine. No, Elliot, it's coming towards me. Elliot. Do you know if you kill a spider, it's going to rain care. for a while? I don't care. I don't care. Elliot, it's literally walking straight towards me. He's making eye contact directly with me. I don't think me. you should kill it. I think you should move it. Kill it. Just kill it. Just do something. Do something. Do something. It's going to go under the wheel. It's under the wheel. It's under the wheel. It's under the wheel. Can you just move it? Just- oh, I think you killed it. Oh, thank God. I can't believe you killed it. Thank you. If I was wearing shoes, I would have done it.